Good morning, Christian America. It is time to get your spiritual and intellectual learn on with the two most important pieces of literature that you could ever imagine possible. And the first right here is the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States. And of course, the one and the only Holy Bible. Uh, these two pieces of literature are by far and away the most important documents that anyone could ever imagine. Uh, and what we're doing here is we're trying to delve into them as deeply as possible and provide some useful information to both ourselves and uh, to you out there, the listeners. So let's get to it. Good morning, Christian America. Hopefully, now that the new year is in swing, the new year has been kind to you so far, um, and it's starting off, starting off better than the last one. Um, that is the goal. The goal is to constantly improve ourselves, to constantly improve our lives and the lives of those around us and the lives of those most dear to us. And so what we're trying to do here, or what I want to do here today, is begin the journey both intellectually and spiritually on the history and the lessons that the biblical stories has taught us and read them for what they say and understand them uh, for what they were at the time that they were written and look at them through the lens of 2019 thousands and thousands of years after the fact and hopefully what we can discover together is that the lessons that have been taught for millennia apply today and uh, that in a way that we can rationally and intellectually break them down into both understanding them um, but then hopefully we're able to art articulate uh, why they're important, why they were important then, and miraculously how they're still important today after all these time, after all these years. So I want to thank you guys for tuning in and coming along on this journey with us. And hopefully we can discover some things that we haven't discovered before. Hopefully you can, uh, we can learn some things that we uh, didn't know before. And in this process, we become fuller people. We gain knowledge. And then that we're able to pass on that knowledge to our families and to our children and to our communities and to our friends. And, and hopefully we can expand our articulation of why these principles are so important to us and will continue to be important to us forever. So it's pretty difficult to take on the task of learning and explaining uh, the biblical principles uh, to an audience uh, just because the the amount of information is just so vast and I'm constantly amazed uh, with, with how relevant 
scripture still is today and the thing that makes it most difficult is the fact that so many points uh, come to me at at the point in time which it would which uh, it does come to me that remembering it all and go once you go wow I didn't know that or I never thought of that and then trying to remember these points in order to to bring you something that's of use and so and so what fascinates me most about uh, people that don't believe in God or that make fun of people that do believe in the Bible or that do listen to the Bible um, is the, the fact that they are so um, sure in themselves and they're so sure that uh, these stories have no relevance because they're just ancient stories and who knows if they're right or they're wrong or they're accurate or they're not um, without ever digging into uh, the many many facets of each one of these biblical stories uh, throughout the Bible and tr and trying to look at them even from today's perspective and how or if they're still relevant and we could do that on a on a whole spectrum of issues psychologically physically spiritually um, it, within the context of a society and living together um, in an economy uh, um, through marriage um, through friendship there's a whole host of uh, of lenses to look at a variety of these stories throughout the Bible and and once you do uh, you're able to to recognize I think anyone anyone with an open mind can recognize and even if you don't have an open mind some of it is it stands out so much that you, it can't be denied the only way you can still deny it in my opinion is that if you you just refuse to look at it if you refuse to read it if you refuse to have a conversation about it and you and you shrink away uh, in your own ideology and or idolatry and decide not to engage that so to me that's the only way that you can deny uh, the the impact the relevant impact uh, of the Bible and of the biblical stories so one of the things that and hopefully throughout this journey I can bring you guys uh, some ideas that maybe you haven't heard of before or you just haven't thought of before because I'm not uh, I'm not a minister I'm not a preacher I'm not a bishop I'm not a priest I'm not a theologian um, all of those doctrinal issues and uh, differences within different sects sects and uh, different denominations don't necessarily concern me I'm more interested in the actual text of the Bible and learning it and I'll learn from anyone who wants to speak on it so I listen to a variety of people 
in person and online and on podcasts and I watch a variety of videos from people that are of a, an entire range of denominations and um, I'm I learn from something from each and every one of them because everybody has a different aspect that they look at things and my uh, goal here is not to teach the uh, traditional religious dogma and doctrine to you uh, because there are people that do that a lot better what what I what our goal here is is to motivate the Christian American community to look into what they believe look into what you believe and and be able to speak to some of it in 2019 be able to speak to some of it in 2019 to the next generation to the millennial generation to the generation that follows the Millennials because that there is the gap. The gap is between the older um, Christian Americans and the younger would-be Christian Americans. That there's there's a there's something lost in that translation that I think we need to be able to bridge. And I'll let the professional the, theologians, the people that have studied, you know, St. Thomas Aquinas, and the people that have studied at different seminaries and seminars. I, uh, they can they can do that there are many people that can do that uh, i am don't think that i have the skills to bring that stuff to you but what i do have is i think i have a unique perspective on being able to look at some of these things that the bible teaches that christ teaches and hopefully i can shape them into a a cohesive and relevant argument as to their importance and their relevancy here in 2019 and spark and motivate the the Christian American community that's out there you guys to do your own uh, education your own personal study on some of these topics and and find out things be a lifelong learner one of the things I want to talk today about is the idea of fasting so one of the things that I'm interested in is health and nutrition, right? As I as I sip my coffee. But one of the things that I'm interested in, like I said, is health and nutrition. And the Bible talks about fasting. It talks about fasting actually quite a lot, all the way from the earliest uh, books of the Bible. If you go back to Exodus and Exodus 34, and it talks about you know Moses being. Um, in the wilderness 40 days and 40 nights without eating bread or drinking water you know in uh, Joel 2 it says even now declares the Lord return to me with all your heart with fasting weeping and mourning all the way up into the gospel of Luke where he talks about you know worshiping day and night and fasting and praying now fasting is you know in in the biblical sense, right, or in let's just say in in the 1990s, because that's where you know uh, my point of reference is. In the 1990s, you know, fasting uh, just 
nothing was said about fasting, right? When you, when you read in the 1990s, if you read back and, to these stories and they talked about fasting, fasting was specifically geared towards the Bible, towards the religious. And in order uh, to, to gain some kind of sense of clarity, uh, in order to, uh, to, to speak to God, in order to, to be, become closer to Christ or closer to God, uh, fasting was seen as one of these things that was inherently a religious idea that you would uh, moderate your food and water intake, uh, or at least your food intake, in order to gain some kind of clarity. Uh, and it was, and it was, we took it on faith that it was good for you. But in 2019, there's so much more to that, right? And this is one of these cases where the Bible was first, and well, mostly the Bible is always first, but this is a clear case where the Bible was first on something. And uh, over and over and over, they call for you to fast. They call for you to moderate your consumption and your food intake because it's good for you. It's good for you spiritually. It's good for you mentally. It's good for you to get closer to God. And and that's essentially, I think, the uh, the 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 manner in which maybe the the words are phrased in those early books of the Bible because it's such a long time ago, and you know the the vocabulary is limited. It's a limited vocabulary, and it's a limited uh, technological period, obviously. And uh, the book's ability to clearly lay out some of the benefits, like articulate some of the benefits of these things, uh, is lacking. It's hard, and and through the through the ages and through the translations. Um, it can be difficult. It has been difficult. So, um, because it's been difficult to, or, or almost impossible to verbalize the all the benefits and un, and understand those benefits, we tend to say, you know, a a a less educated person would tend to say, you know, it's just because. Right, and for many years, and for thousands and thousands of years, Christians and ha- have said, "Well, because, because we have faith in it, because God says so, so we must do it, or we should do it," um, which is great. But now, science has caught up to the Bible, and science says, "Oh, fasting is absolutely great." Uh, Science now, the nutritionists have come out and said, oh yeah, you know, they, now they won't point back to, you know, thousands of years ago in ancient Hebrew and say, well, look, you know, this is right. No, no, they, they won't do that. Uh, but they will say, and there's multiple studies now, that fasting is benefits your health. Fasting improves your metabolism. Fasting lowers your risk of heart disease. 
um, uh, uh, fasting promotes blood sugar control by reducing the the insulin resistance. I mean, there are uh, uh, multiple ways that fasting now helps you physically. Um, it, it fights inflammation. You know, it enhances it enhances uh, it reduces your cholesterol level and improves like i said it improves your blood pressure right it boosts brain function it prevents disorders uh neurodegenerative disorders what does that mean that means when uh let's just take the boost boosting brain function that's a good thing we want to improve the function of our brain which also explains right this also explains I think that uh, or why when individuals do fast when they do uh, control or moderate the their the, the their consumption and their brain does start to improve functionality you you see things that you didn't see before you think about things that you didn't think about before new ideas come to you um and they and they provide you with a sense of whatever it is that you're talking about that you're thinking about um i fast myself uh, i try to fast 16 hours a day so it gives me an eight hour window um and i will tell you that the last few hours before uh of my fasting window I get a lot of my work done. I'm I'm in that I'm in that same uh, window right now as I'm as as I'm doing this, and that is where my most of my motivation comes from. That this is when I have uh, a a sense of urgency, a sense of clarity towards whatever it is that I'm trying to do or I'm attempting to do. Now, this is science in 2019, but the Bible provided you that window provided you that guidance all the way back from the beginning of the bible i mean right there in exodus and they and he talks about fasting they don't fully explain why because they didn't really know why now we're able to see through our scientific measures that yes we are right and there are so many there are so many uh uh, uh, health benefits that the Bible lays out that uh, science now is starting to catch up on. Another one of these issues, right, is, is uh, shellfish, right? So the early Hebrews and the early Israelites didn't eat or were forbidden to eat shellfish. Well, yeah, and without really any explanation other than you shouldn't do it. When, when now what science tells you is that left uh, not properly handled that these that these shellfish carry pathogens that will hurt you and will harm you and they could wipe out you know populations of people if uh, a, a, a strain or, or uh, bad uh, food it has been spread out in in the community or in the population so if they were right in those days to say you should not eat these things because if you eat these things 
bad things will happen, which is essentially all they could uh, articulate. Now we know that those bad things are bacteria and pathogens that are harmful to your body and then uh, will cause you and your community massive problems uh, if not treated appropriately. So that's another example of the biblical text being light years before modern society. Um, another issue, another example of this, speaking of health. Let's move to mental health, okay? Uh, mental health, if, uh, if you turn to Numbers, right? Numbers 31 and uh, Israel's war against Midian. Right, and, and after the Israelites uh, you know, win this battle and Moses says to the soldiers, if you killed anyone or touched a dead body, you are unclean and have to stay outside the camp for seven days. Um, that's important, right? That, that's important because uh, they don't really explain other than you're not clean. That, that's how... That's how the text explains why the soldiers must stay outside because you're not clean. Um, another way to say that is that you're not fit to enter into the city with all the other people. Now, again, the text doesn't go into that, but in 2019, what do we know? We know that there's such thing as post-traumatic stress disorder. Soldiers have that repeatedly when they've engaged the enemy or when they're in hostile conditions where their where their body has reacted to certain uh to certain dangers that they may not once this happens they may not be ready to interact with the normal citizens when they come back from overseas and they enter into the into society many have problems and why do they have problems? They have problems because they've seen and done things that have rattled their systems, that have rattled their psyche. And if and and without recognition of that, without a, a cooling down period, a, a calming a calming down or cooling off period, bad things can continue to happen because they're in that mindset. We know that in 2019, doctors and neurologists have verified that. That's why it's such an ep epidemic, because we didn't know that for so long. But if you go back to the biblical text as early as Numbers, Moses knows that because of what God has told him. And again, they don't, they don't break it down scientifically because they just didn't have that articulation they didn't have that vocabulary but in 2019 we do and so when the educated or the elite or uh, the intellectuals that are too smart for the Bible that are too intelligent to turn to the to the biblical text that has guided society for thousands and thousands of years to where we're currently at to the that have provided the foundational principles that the greatest country in the history of the world has risen and, and, is, and is founded on, when the intellectuals are too smart for the Bible, though here are these are some examples 
that you can turn to and say, wait a minute, the Bible isn't just for the poor and foolish the way they like to say. The Bible has wisdom, much, much wisdom, and it's not all about God and the, the, the formation of the earth and the, the creation of life and all those things, because it is. It is all of those things, but then there is so much more. There is so more, so much more if we're able to uh, dig to some of the smaller context of things and say, wait a minute, if your science, if your scientists were so smart in the 1970s, in the 1980s, if your philosophers were so smart during the uh, Great Enlightenment period, if your French philosopher knew what he was talking about, if your if your scientist knew what they were talking about 20, 30 years ago that you quote so much that we that 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 wrote whatever papers and theses and et cetera, et cetera, how come they didn't they didn't know the benefits of fasting until 2012 maybe? 2012, 2015, somewhere in that range is where we started to do research on the benefits of, of fasting and the nutrition, nutritional value that it has. But Moses knew about it. It's like over 40 times in the, in, in the, in the Bible that they talk about fasting and prayer. So don't let my, I'm, I'm, I will sum it up uh, today with don't let the naysayers pigeonhole Christian Americans and you a believer into thinking that everything is written that's written in the Bible you just you're just taking it on faith yes we do take it on faith but finally in in, in today's technological world the advancements in science have have backed up what we already know in the Bible. So scientists and the scientific community and all the intellectuals are finally starting to catch up to you and I because we already had the answer. And now they're slowly coming to it themselves. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have a good day. Uh, I hope... Uh, I've educated you. I've, I've hoped that I've brought something new to your body of knowledge and that you could spread that information to those around you and to those you love and to hopefully to educate a new generation of, of religious skeptics. And if we're able to change some minds, then maybe we can change some hearts. And if we can, if we can do that... Uh, even a little bit, uh, we can make this country and this world a better place. So have a good day and God bless.